Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another Marketing Matters show. Super excited today to have my friend and guest, Karen LeKay, on the show. Karen and I have been dealing with fighting a few technical issues, but she's got her camera out now, and uh, it's all is good. So, Karen, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. And you um, have just an amazing story from when you came to this country to being one of the coolest, most fun people I know. So tell our audience, wherever they're tuning in, just tell them a little about Karen. Well, let's just get it out of the way. I have <laughs> quite an accent. <laughs> so let's explain why I have right. this accent. That's because I speak Spanish. I was actually born in Buenos Aires, Argentina quite a few years ago, but let's just not talk <laughs> That's about right. that. We'll you know. that That's just for another day. Right. And uh, But I've been here in this country for a little bit over 22 years, and here in Atlanta, in Winnet County, for 22 years, wow. so it's been a while, and in Lilburn for over 18 years. Wow. And I am happy to call myself a Lilburnite. Yeah, and you um, you don some of the coolest hair uh, styles. You never know what to expect. I mean, you're like on the red carpet. What well, today is silver. It's silver. You know, so now, it how often do you change that? It changes according to the weather. Really? Is no, that I'm a weekly? Daily? Kidding. No, of course not. You know, it's about every month and a half I change it. But it is so a when fashion. I get my haircut. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's kind of like, you know, it could be a hashtag. <laughs> KarenCoolLooks.com or something. Yeah, we can do that. But, so you speak, I know you speak fluent, fluent Spanish and English, which is great. Do you speak any other languages? Italian. So, wow. Mm -hmm. But actually, I don't have any family or anything like that, you know, from the from Italy. It's just that I like the language, I like the culture, I love the country, and of course, the food. The food. You know, who doesn't like Italian food, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, it's, it's always been my interest, you know, to learn several different languages. And I want to get quite good at Italian so that I move on to another language, you know. So how hard a jump, I've heard some people tell me, was Italian from Spanish? Oh, uh, pretty easy. I was going to say there, uh, there's some similarities. I mean, similarities it's the same. There. It's uh, from Latin. Correct. So basically Portuguese, French, um, Italians, uh, Spanish, they all come from the same roots. My wife had taken both a lot of French and Spanish, and she was saying it wasn't too big a jump from when she knew French. Mm -hmm. I think she'd take a French, then the, the Spanish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I took Spanish, but um, yeah, not as Do much as Do you remember? I we remember. Can, we can try it now. I, well, if you we give me something. We can do the interview in Spanish. Okay, so here's a true story. Our show has to be fun because you and I are fun. So my name, my Spanish teacher in high school gave me the name for Ryan, is Paco. Paco. Now, why? Is there no name for Ryan? <laughs> I don't think so. Or I, Reynaldo, maybe. Re, well, no, that's that's Raymond. So I don't know. So I had I, friends I walk so. around school going, hey, Paco. 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 Well, Paco, it's kind of like saying, you know, like. Um, hey, man. No, it's kind of like, you know, when you call somebody not by their real name, but but another name. Okay. You see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. not a real name. Well, she never explained why I had the name Paco. And then years later, I'd see a friend. They're like, hey, you still going by Paco? Paco. And I'm like, but yeah, my kids, let's see. All right. So she, Kelsey, is there a Kelsey in mm -hmm. Spanish? No. 
McKenna? No. Brooke? No. Okay. I get it. You have really fancy names. Okay. How about Karen? <laughs> it's Karen. That's it? Well, no, it's no. actually Karina. Car Car Karina. Karina? Karina. I'm butchering this. Karina. So it's actually pretty pretty similar. So it's like K-A-R-I-N-A. Okay. Karina. How about, well, we got Francis here today. You have Francis? Francisco. Francisco. That's a good name. Paco, Francisco, Francisca. Karina. Francisco. Francisco. Because, you know, remember in Spanish, you have an O if it's male. Right. And an A if it's women. Amigo. Yeah. Uh, Amiga, amigo, amiga, Francisca, yeah. Francisco. Hermano. Hermano, hermano. hermano. Yeah, it's coming there back to me. I used to spend too much time screwing around in Spanish class and not listening. So, <laughs> well, tell, tell so you 20 uh, plus years ago, tell me what drove you to go um, make a journey and just say, I'm going to go give this a shot because I know it was a huge step out. Oh, yes. So, I actually went to uh, college in Argentina and I have a bachelor's degree in international relations. My idea from the beginning was to work in anything related to an embassy, a consulate, basically follow that route. And I quickly realized once I got my degree that that was going to be really, really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, I hate to say this, but in countries like Argentina, in Latin America, in some other countries too, unless you have the right connections, you know, the networking, mm -hmm. it's really, really hard to get to that kind of, um, I would say, arena. Okay. So I quickly realized that I was not going to be able to do it and that I was going to have to work maybe some crappy jobs here and there and, and suffer like a lot of people are um, going through tough situations right now and they've been going through tough situations so i decided to change my life and to say let me look for the american dream wow and it was one of those things that i said you know what i have to do this and, and i have to not say i can't I, I have to do it i gotta find a way to do it and i did it and so, you came with what just a few suitcases or just a couple suitcases God. and myself and that was it so wow. I was 23. So that's just, that is the, like the American dream of taking a chance. Well, you, you can do it. You know, it's just basically like working hard and just having a goal and, and seeing that goal. So if you have the goal, it doesn't matter. You know, like I have a, a bachelor's degree and I was working at a, an okay job, I would say, you know, like a corporate job. Sure. And, and I left all of that and my family, my friends, everything behind, all my stuff. I left everything to come here and start from scratch. Dang. So basically I came here and I had jobs like waitress and hostess. Whatever. I even clean offices, you know. Wow. So I have to do whatever I needed to do in order to accomplish my dream and my goal. So that's what I'm saying that if you really want to do it, you can. Wow. I'm letting that sink in. I mean, I love... Um, I love that because you, I guess it's the old, you kind of cut your boat, it, you know, that you were going, you were going to go to the United States and you weren't coming back and you had to find a way. I have to find a way. There's too many people I see that want to make that step, but they have too many, well, if it doesn't work out, if it mm -hmm. didn't work out, well, I don't know that's being all in. I mm -hmm. think that's being kind of in and if it doesn't work out. Quick question and follow-up. Uh, now, do you go back to Argentina? Oh, yes, I do. How often yeah. do you go back? So last time I was there was three years ago. So it was right before coronavirus. Okay. And then I was supposed to go back in 2020, but of course, 
everything <laughs> got canceled. <laughs> right. Yeah, we all know why. Yep. And uh, so I'm supposed to go back pretty soon. Just just whenever I want, I can go. So but I've been doing some other traveling, basically. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I know we both love to travel. So <laughs> yeah. where's the cool place you've been recently? Oh, geez. Like you Scotland. Been, have you been in the last little bit? Yeah. Like How was a it? couple months ago. How was it, it? It was great. I loved it. We, my wife, well, she was a girlfriend at the night at the time, studied at Oxford. I'm dating myself. I say mm-hmm. this like this was yesterday. It was 1994, but we got up about halfway through Scotland. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed was the accents got a lot thicker. Mm-hmm. And the further north you went, mm-hmm. I was like, of course, they didn't understand me. Yeah. Like, what did you say? Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember going to was it the Royal Royal Mile or whatever with the uh, Edinburgh. The Royal Mile. Yes. Uh, we didn't get yes. a whole lot. Uh-huh. Nor- so you can do it from one end to the to the other one and see all kinds of different buildings in between. So the we're cathedral and you know. We were young and we were you know counting our change of how how to do it, but um, it was a great memory. Oh man, those steak pies in Scotland are the best no, you know. there's so many things i don't know I'd, where you can find that here but that was fabulous that's, delicious that yeah. is awesome yeah all right so your day now how did you end up after all this and when she got over here going into real estate and deciding hey i'm gonna i'm gonna end up in this or it was, it when, was by accident <laughs> <laughs> so back in 2002 there was a big boom, you know, buying foreclosure homes fixing them up and and then either renting them or selling them and I was like, wait a second, tell me a little bit more about that. So I started taking courses and seminars, you know, going to conferences and trying to get involved in this. And then one day I was actually standing at a bookshop and looking at the real estate section because back then we used to read paper, paper. books. Right. <laughs> I still like that. I me mean, too. I still read paper books. I know, me too. And uh, so I was standing there and this guy approached me and he said, why are you looking at these books? And I said, well, because I'm looking into doing some real estate investment and I want to find out. I'm, I want to get um, educated. And he said, well, let me tell you something. You can actually become an agent and then that way you can look for your own homes and you can represent yourself and also make a commission when you're buying your investment properties. Ah. And I was like, how does that work? So the guy told me about it. Some random guy, right? <laughs> the see, see how things happen sometimes? Yeah, I, I do. So, you know, the opportunity knocks at your door, right? Maybe sometimes once. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's gone if you don't take it. So I was like, tell me more about that. And he told me, you know, where I could go and take the, the classes and all that. That was 20 years ago. So back 20 years ago, I took all my classes and I got my license right in January 03. Okay. So next year is going to be January. It's going to be 20 years. So it just happened basically by accident just because some random guy at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in our younger audience might not remember what it was like to go browse a bookstore. I loved mm-hmm. it. I yeah. love just wander around and look for aimless, yeah. you know. And you can sit there and you can have a cup of coffee yeah. and you can just read, you know, look at the books when you were at the store. You know, this this plays a role into marketing. It's um, really cool from Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever show you might want to watch. You can pretty much find any movie or show. But if you go back in time to when you go to like a blockbuster video, mm-hmm. it it's, it's kind of like going to the bookstore it's almost overwhelming now, the number of choices and shows yeah. and series. So it's kind of a different time. And if mm-hmm. you didn't live in it, 
you know, you went and they had two or three copies of a movie and if it was out, you'd just get something out. Oh, and, and you have to put your name in a you list, put your name remember? In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there was a wait list. There was a wait list and then you had to be kind <laughs> and rewind and take mm-hmm. it back. Mm-hmm. But these are the lessons. So that's interesting. So your story was, hey, I'm going to get into the vet investing side and you ultimately educated yourself to get all your licenses to become an agent so you could do that and then you ended up doing more with it, obviously. And, and let me tell you, I had a full-time job back oh. at that time and i was doing this part-time and in my first year working in real estate i actually made more money that <laughs> i made it at my full-time job oh and wow. i had a pretty good job you know with all kinds of benefits and and all of that and i was like hmm, this is this sounds like it's pretty good you know <laughs> so then i continue a second year working part-time and then the third year i just went full-time because it was too much i was working yeah. way too much you know like couldn't sleep <laughs> well, I bet. So um, what do you enjoy most about it? Being, I mean, it's such a broad industry. And of course, the last few years of that, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But what do you enjoy most about what you get to do each day? Well, I get to know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting because all these different personalities and some people like to for me to hold their hands. Some other people don't. Some other people are super cool and they're fun and you can have nice conversations and some other people are not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all kinds of different characters out there. So that is pretty interesting. And then I also really like working with home first time home buyers mm-hmm. because I think that it's people that most of the times they have their minds open and they're they're waiting to be educated. And I kind of have that um, educational side in me mm-hmm. that I like to teach people things yeah. so I think that I'm I'm doing something for them like I'm I'm opening this broad spectrum of things basically are you able to find people for example you know if they don't speak English yes I mean I know you I'm just saying mm-hmm. this for a listener but but they're going to come to you because mm-hmm. you can clearly yeah, not say I don't understand yeah yeah so actually I would say Probably the majority of the people that I work with are either bilingual mm-hmm. or they only speak Spanish. Or, or there's also some people that only speak English, of course. Oh, you sure. know? But a lot of people look me up just because of that, you know, because they want somebody that is going to be able to understand them in their own language. And um, also maybe somebody that has their same background, you know, and they understand the um, how, how hard it is mm-hmm. to emigrate here to go through a lot of things to get where you are today. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if, you know, you're dealing with these people, whether you've, it's your first time house or you followed your dream to be here in the United States. And if you can't talk in the native tongue, it might be harder to mm-hmm. try to understand. Do does this make sense? Yes, but, it does. Because, you know, you when you truly can hear somebody in their native language, um, they f- truly feel heard. Yeah. yeah. Some people are bi- fully bilingual. Right. But they still prefer to work with somebody that speaks their language. Interesting. Just because it's kind of like a cultural thing. You know? Yeah. And this person is going to understand me better and just uh, more trust also. Well, you know, I'm big. I'm, I'm making progress towards finishing my dissertation and, and my doctorate in leadership. But I will tell you, even with that education, I find myself, I'm a native. I'm actually from Atlanta. Um, so many of us are really bad about realizing how much the rest of the world knows English mm-hmm. and we just know one language yeah. It, yeah, you know that's right I, i've encouraged my kids to take spanish and spanish mm-hmm. and spanish but you know and they took it through i said but if you can really become good at it 
it really opens some doors. Oh, yes. You know? I mean, think about the opportunities for jobs, for oh, example. Huge. And, you know, nowadays that uh, you can work online, basically. Exactly. A lot of jobs can be done remotely. So think about the opportunities of working with, I don't know, maybe these multinational companies and, and maybe having a job where you can relocate to some other cool country and things like that. So it's, it's a differentiator. So if I have somebody coming in and all I can do is use Google Translate <laughs> and understand, hey, my name was Paco and I have a few words. I mean, I'm limited. Yeah. Um, where you have an advantage because your first rate English is great, mm -hmm. but you can, and I guess Italian, is that pretty fluent too? It's getting fluent. Yeah. Yes. So what would be the next language? Would it be like French? French. French. Well, I actually took French when I was in college. Okay. So, you so I know a little bit about it, you know, and, and again, you know, we're talking about the similarities between the, uh, the languages. Correct. So I think that it wouldn't be so hard for me to pick it up again just because I have this other yep. base. We were, uh, my wife and I surprised me. We were ever near the Beau Rivage in Mississippi, the, the casino and pool thing. We got a special to go, but she was reminding me of all the French names. And, but she took all that French mm -hmm. in high school. She goes, mm -hmm. you know, the Beau Rivage. And I'm like, I know mm -hmm. it's French. I mean, I, but um, yeah, I really encourage people. If I had it all to do ever again, I would never have quit taking Spanish. And you know what? People that speak, for example, Spanish, if you speak Spanish to them, of course, they're going to know, uh, well, he's not from maybe Latin American country, but they're going to appreciate that. Correct. So, for example, I go to Italy and I speak Italian. And, and they know that I'm not Italian right. and they know that I'm really, really trying. So they actually appreciate it more and they treat me better because I'm trying. Well, you're trying to be in their country mm -hmm. and versus I remember being in Paris uh, back in the day when I went over abroad and you know, you could see the look y'all are going to know English, but we know no French. And it was mm -hmm. just a look of kind of like you're a moron. It's no. <laughs> like, well, especially with the French. You know? uh, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> had been, we knew it was coming, but as yeah. young kids, you know, in college or whatever, uh -huh. realize I don't know what they're saying and they're making fun of me. And I'm just sitting here yeah. smiling. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell us, so you, you got to talk about your husband and um, and your business. So let's make sure we get that on. You and I, we haven't already a great show, but geez, it's flying. So um, your husband's Christian. Yeah. Right. And his name is Christian. His name is Christian. Yes. Now, how long have you guys been um, together? Well, I think 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. I like but we got married in 2013. Okay. Now, if you ask him, he's going to tell you, let me ask Google, because I don't remember. <laughs> well, that's okay. I have a lot of <laughs> friends of mine that don't even know when their own wife's birthday, or they have it in different pl hidden places or their anniversary, so you did, that's very good. But All right, so you do, you've now, Lilburn, Georgia, a lot, obviously our local audience will know that, other people won't, but you really put a lot of time and energy into that, and you enjoy the events. Um, what, what do you like so much about it? And what's some of your favorite oh, man. parts? I mean, being a minority myself, mm -hmm. I have never had any problems with that. Mm. So I can be walking around and people would say hello and they start talking. So the sense of community of mm -hmm. Lilburn and uh, that they're open, you know, like, welcome, come mm -hmm. on over here. As long as, you know, you're you're doing what you're supposed to be right. doing, you know, um, people welcome you with open arms. So I have been so I have been so happy in Lilburn, you know, and I lived before in Suwannee and Beaufort in Lawrenceville and, and even in Miami for a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
but I I don't even want to move anywhere else. I love Lilburn. The sense of community and how people welcome you and accept you, even though you're not from here. It's a special place. I mean, we've, um, you know, we built a house. I, I didn't grow up way too far from here. So um, I've seen Lilburn and, and other surrounding areas, but it's a place where people stay, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, after their kids have mm -hmm. been grown or move out and they find... They're just kind of entrenched in the community. Or they leave and come back. Or they leave and come back. Yeah. I've, I've had several people that I work with that are coming back to Lilburn. Really? So basically, they maybe their kids you know, grew up, they move, whatever, whatever, and now they're coming back. Yeah. And, you know, and um, I remember a few years ago, two or three people in a row had called me about something. And they had grown up here. Family moved out. They grew up. But then they wanted to bring their kids and live back in mm -hmm. Lilburn. Yep. That's and right. you know be able to experience the whole lawn and the trails and the park and yeah. it's been fun to see the growth i love it i mean i know some people are kind of against it you know because of course there's going to be more traffic more congestion etc sure. etc et but i love it because i live in old town yeah you're so right i live there. right in downtown lilburn and i can walk i can walk to my favorite hair salon uh, yes. i can walk to 1910 well can we say the names sure oh, no. okay so we can walk to the uh, local restaurants i can walk to the park i can walk to the trail i just love it being able to walk to all these places is great isn't that nice um I, I wish I'm, I'm in the mountain park area, so I'm not, you mm -hmm. have to drive to every one of it, but to be able just to walk out your door and go to a I lot of places, it. I, I could do without having to have a car to go five miles. You so, know. you know, when they have all the events at the park, you just walk. Parking is an issue, right? Because yep. it gets pretty packed. And because the events are, are awesome mm -hmm. at the park, by the way. And I can just walk from my house. That's yeah, it. That's sweet. I love it. Sweet. That's awesome. All right. So Lilburn is the bomb. Wilburn is the bomb. Okay, we'll be getting that out. Um, all right. So I'd asked you before we came on three facts you want listeners to know about your business and philosophy. Um, so, so you don't have to say exactly what was on that, but what's your business? I mean, what's your philosophy in dealing with people? So I tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. I cannot sugarcoat things. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just the way I am. So some people like that. Some people don't. But it's okay that people who don't like it, they can find another agent who's going to sugarcoat things, you know. I can't do that. I have to tell you things the way they are. And if you can take reality, well, I'm not the agent for you, basically. And, you know, Karen, that's so well said. Um, the younger me, I think, used to love to have people sugarcoat things to me. And the older me, I just want to know where it stands. Yeah. I don't want to know some bunch of baloney that is just kind of going to guide me down the wrong trail. I want a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as I was listening to you, I think that no matter which choice we were to use, there's going to be 50% love it and 50% not like it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's no pleasing I, everybody. So for me, that is extremely important. You know, like the way that I like to be treated is with respect, with honesty, but also just just go tell me the way it is. Go yes. be direct. So some people don't like it. Some other people like it, you know, so... It's up to you. you there's know, a lot of agents. There's a lot of agents, <laughs> and you've just got to find um, the right people to see what was the uh, you like. And, being and I always put myself in people's shoes. So basically, when somebody is buying or selling a property, it can be a residential, it can be land, it can be commercial. I don't do rentals. I like to put myself in people's shoes. Would I buy this house? Right. Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't buy it, why would I encourage somebody else to mm -hmm. buy it? 
just because I'm going to make some money? No, because in the end, you know, my reputation yes. is going to be damaged. Yes. So I've been in real estate. Next year is going to be 20 years. So for me, it's very, very important to get repeat business. Yes. So usually when I work with somebody, that person comes back later, mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. For example, right now I have a property under contract with a seller in Snellville. She bought the house with me 80 years ago. Well, guess what? She said, it's time to sell. I'm going to call Karen. And after eight years, we're still in contact. Yeah. So it's not like you bought or you sold and that said, you're never going to hear from me again. Yes. No, you're going to have to keep hearing from me. <laughs> um, I'll make sure that you keep hearing from me. And then I've worked with whole families. I work with their kids, with their, gran- their grandparents, parents, mm-hmm. with the whole family, basically. So for me, it's very important to do a good job. So not only for this person now, but because I know that this person is going to open the doors to other people. I wholeheartedly agree. So something you would know, obviously, it would be a magazines I, I happen to have. And so sometimes people come to me and say, we want to do the smallest size you have once. And I said, I, I can't take work. that. So they said, what do you mean? Our money's not good with you? I said, it, 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 I wouldn't do it, nor would I recommend it. And matter of fact, you'll never, you're never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Go, go stick it on something else. And, and you could. You could easily could say, hey, go ahead and just, just take the money. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. But you know that that's not the right thing no. to do. I, I said I would do it the same way I would guide my wife or kids or a close friend that would say, what would you do? And I would say, I'm going to spend my money like it's, I mean, your money like it's my money. Yeah. And if it's something like you said, you go, I don't know, look at that gutters and the stuff in yeah. the back. But if I can get a quick commission, it's, it's, no, it's the long game in life of brand and your reputation that pays off, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, I've seen thousands and thousands of houses in my life, you know. So when I go to a house, I have a pretty good train eye. And I can just, you know, kind of see if the house is in good shape or if it doesn't look like it's in good shape. And I can just tell people, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't feel like this is you know, this house has been well maintained. So I don't think it's a good idea. Now, if after that, you're making the decision still buy it. Well, I mean, I told you what you I educated thought, right? Yeah. And the same thing with the sellers, you know, I've, I see it all the time. I see uh, agents posting houses for sale that are not prepared to be sold. Yeah. Meaning, I mean, I'm not talking about you going and remodeling your whole house, but I'm talking about just taking stuff off the counters, you know, for example, Cleaning just, take it up all a little the, bit. just take all the crap that you have in the kitchen <laughs> counters, in the bathroom, room you know don't take pictures of open toilet lids you know or garbage cans they just don't look good so as an agent is my obligation to let you know hey people are going to see those pictures and that's how they're going to make a decision if they want to come see your house or they don't want to see it so it takes a little bit of time maybe maybe give them a couple more days so to get the house ready maybe give them a week two weeks whatever right but I noticed that some agents don't do that because they want to get everything done now because they're afraid that, hey, if I give them another week, they might change their minds, you know, or something like that. So that's only thinking about your own pocket. I agree. And I can't do that. I agree. It's so funny that everything that uh, you're, you're talking about, what you believe in uh, businesses, that is just, I, I was telling somebody when I was, I was telling you before we went on air, I was teaching a class and we got in the sales part of it. And I said, most of what I do with sales, if I'm doing with a client, is very little about the product or service. It's about the relationship and the trust because if you don't have that synergy there, the product or service is a byproduct of the chemistry and you know that we're guiding the right direction. And I'm like you, um, if I give my best advice on a home or whatever it was, and so he says, I still want to do it. Yeah. You know, then. And then pictures, you know, nowadays, 
pictures. Sure. Pictures is, is, you know, one of the things that sell, right? Because that's the first thing that people are going to see if they go to Silo, whatever they see the house. Sure. It's going to be pictures. So that's the, the front of the house has to shine. So if I know that there's a whole bunch of spider webs and, and pain, you know, chipping and falling apart, I got to tell people, you know, this is this is how people are going to make the decision if they want to come see it in person. Exactly. So now if you as, a, as the owner, you don't want to listen. OK, that's a different thing. Right. But I have to tell you these things. I think that's just why you're about to celebrate your 20th year of doing this. Why a lady eight years later is calling you because you've built trust. You've done what you said mm -hmm. you were going to do. And I tell people all the time, we all make mistakes, but it's how we own up to those mistakes and say, Hey, I'm not perfect. I, but building those relationships, especially, um, and guiding people the right direction, you, you find clients and friends and family of this mm -hmm. for life. Oh, yeah. So I've had people tell me, hey, my uh, agent that sold me this house X amount of years ago, I call them back. They're not answering. They're not calling me back, texting me. So I got to find somebody else, you know. So that's it's very important once you close the sale to stay in touch. Sales you can't just say, OK, this is a done deal and I'm done. No, you have to stay in touch with that person because if that person likes your service, well, guess what? They're going to call you again yep. and they're going to refer their friends and family members and coworkers and everybody. It's funny you say that, Karen. And, you know, we'll go a couple of minutes extra day because you've got so much insights. But given a piece of advice I have is that I'll have people call me two, three years later about something I was helping them with. They weren't ready for the service or product at the time. And they'll call me back and, you know, whether they got an email newsletter or however, but they said, what you said at that time is to call me when the time is right. And you gave me some great advice. It just wasn't the right time. Now it is. And I'm always like, I'm always so touched. But they said, you spent all this time with us on the phone, helping us think through ideas that we hadn't thought through. And we never forgot that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way you do everything from what I see is you look for synergy and look for what's best for those clients. Mm -hmm. And then the rest falls into place. It does. Sure yeah. does. Any other shortcut sales stuff people teach, that ain't for me. Hey, listen, you know, you can spend, you know, your work in marketing. So you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars in marketing, in advertising and in different routes. But guess what? Once you get that client, if you don't do a good job for them, guess what's going to happen? They, uh, we're going to let the, everybody in the town and uh, everybody know. Let everybody know. Yeah. And, and you're not going to get any kind of repeat business. No, it, it, it's the powerful of building the relationships and then them singing your praises. And we have this powerful media that people can shout it from the, because they want to, mm -hmm. they want to do that. All right. Before I forget how I got all these links, but what are the best ways for people to get in contact with you? Whether they want to talk, Hey, you know, I want to learn French with you, Karen, or mm. is that, or Italian or, yeah, or Italian Spanish. Or Spanish. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got French on the docket. Maybe I'll jump on that when I have some time, but, um, is it going to your website or is it? Email? Yeah, they can the start there. Definitely. Now, is that Karen? Atlanta Homes. Very easy. Karen Atlanta Homes dot com. Okay. I want to make sure I didn't screw that up. So Karen Atlanta singular homes plural dot com. That's it. And then they can. And then you're on Instagram with Instagram dot com slash Karen Lake. Mm -hmm. And then it. Facebook dot com slash I closed with Karen. That's it. That's very, I like that in a marketing <laughs> show. That's very, very cool. Well, any final thoughts you want to tell to any listeners and then I'll uh, close the show out? Oh, come on over and ask me any questions that you have about either buying or selling a property in Atlanta. 
And I just want to tell all of our listeners, I hold Karen in highest regard. Some of the stuff she does and her creativity, seriously, I, I was mentioned before we went on air and I won't even say what it was, but it's, you gotta, you, you don't come here with two suitcases and do the amazing things she's done without doing it right. So I'm proud of you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. It's about and following your dream. Follow those dreams and don't be scared. But Karen's somebody you can reach out to and she can help you with your homes and you know what land or whatever you're looking to do. But you know is going to guide you in the right direction. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, folks, this has been another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. My special guest today, Karen LeKay. Please join us for the future Marketing Matters shows. And until next time, make your marketing matter this has been marketing matters with ryan sowers for even more advice visit ryansowers.com that's r-y-a-n-s-a-u-e-r-s.com